Hello, Chini Amaji family. This is your host, Mark Karaki. Super excited to be bringing to you another episode of the Chini Amaji podcast. And this week, we have the pleasure of introducing to you a real live example of a homegrown, thoroughbred entrepreneur, if I ever met one. Eric Muli, founder of Lipalera, a fast-growing fintech startup that has all the indications of becoming a dominant and transformative company, birthed right out of our local soil here in Silicon Savannah. This is one of those stories that will inspire those of you who are right now in the trenches working on something. Give a good kick in the pants to those of you who are sitting on the sidelines just talking about doing something. And challenge those who doubt that we have all the ingredients required to launch and build high growth companies right here in our own backyard. Including entrepreneurial talent, local capital. Yes, I said it. Local capital and a ready market that scales beyond Kenya for the right solutions and the right strategy. This is a good one. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, everybody. This is Chini Magic Podcast. Uh, super excited to have another episode. And man, this week, we have. Uh, I am excited to put the guest that we have today. Um, this, this is one of those folks who, in my view, proves what I believe is, is possible and what we have in terms of talent and capabilities and, and just folks who can execute. So... Uh, I have Eric Muli, right? Yep. Founder and CEO at Odyssey Capital. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how are you doing? And how's how are things? Doing well, doing well as well as a startup founder can be. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> but I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. No, yeah, man, it's uh, it's been a long time coming, obviously. Yeah. Uh, we met. Uh, when did we meet? Like we met in Kigali. We met in Kigali. Yeah, at the conference. That's right. Yeah. At the Africa Tech Summit yeah. in Kigali. That was 2018, I think. Was it? It was 2018. Yeah, yeah. somewhere there. Yeah. Like, I, I want to count two years. So maybe around that time. Around yeah. that time. February. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. And uh, how have things been since then? I mean, I, I guess the way we, we structure our podcast is very much a narrative driven style thing. But um, tell us what you do at a high level, what Odyssey Capital is, and then we'll kind of. Yeah. Get, get into it. Well, so Odyssey Capital is, is a, first of all, that's a holy company, so pe- many people may not know that name. Exactly. So, yeah. like, our main product is Lipolator. So, Lipolator were essentially a payment option, and we mm-hmm. let uh, consumers purchase items in monthly installments. Mm-hmm. That's essentially what we do. So, we work, our, our, our mission here is to finance everything from our phone to our, to our home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's, we play in that market. So, we enable retail, and we enable purchases. Mm-hmm. So that's essentially what we do. We're currently in Kenya and Rwanda, um, exploring new markets heavily now as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, different product segments. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, from bread to a home, is that kind of the breadth of where you guys want to operate? I wouldn't say from bread. <laughs> <laughs> bread is dangerous. Bread is dangerous. <laughs> I would say from a phone to a home. Phone to a home. Something yeah. at least north of. Uh, north of X amount. Right, yeah, right. so anything north of 5,000 uh-huh. is something that we would play. Yeah, okay. All right, so how, when did you get started? Just to kind of get us a sense of when you when you launched the company, how many, how long has it been, and what's yeah. the timeline? Launching the company, like, I, I, when people ask me a question, I always try and, like, explain before we actually launched, because our launch time is 2016. We did launch, like, the, towards the end of 2016 is when we, I guess, could say we started generating revenue. Okay. Right? Um, but before that, the business had been, you know, I'd been conceptualizing it, you know, on the ground in different stores, trying to get this thing up and running. Got it. Um, that allows without any formalities, just so drawing things on paper and 
talking to people. So that was in 2015. So okay. that was in mid-2015. Okay. Um, I just finished university, so somewhere around then. But we st- actually started in 2016, um, around August, July, mm-hmm. August 2016. Oh, 2016. Okay. Yeah, so I say we're about three years old now. Three years in. Yeah, three years okay. into the business. Um, it's been a very, you know, tough but thrilling three years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's, I guess that's how long it's been. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And we'll talk a little bit about the nuances of how you got started because yeah. I think that there's lessons to be gained from, from that process. Okay. But uh, yeah, let's dive into it. So your background, you mm. know, uh, where'd you go to school, high school, university, yeah. what was your trajectory pre-Lipa later? I would rather call it Lipa later than yeah. that Odyssey gap. Let's, let's do that. Yeah. yeah, let's do that. Then. Yeah. Um, yeah, my trajectory. So yeah, I'm Kenyan, fully Kenyan. Uh, I went to I went to St. Mary's for primary school. You know, it's interesting, man. You obviously, you know Eric Timber. Yeah, yeah. Of, yeah uh, you know, he's, I think he's a Saints guy also. Is he? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, I think he is, man. I think he is. Yeah. But let, let's wait for him to confirm that. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually been on the podcast, so I'm, I'm gonna say he's a, he's a Saints guy because yeah. I remember thinking that when he, and I'm like, okay, you guys are kind of. But then I went to Strathmore, so let me, let me okay, finish my right. sentence. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so Saints for... For primary school. Okay, got it. Then I went to Strath for, for high school. Okay. Yeah, so I did Saints until class 8, Strath until form 4 Okay. Uh, as well. So, Which are kind of the same, two sides of the same coin. Yeah, you know, but that, that's, that, that's a very controversial statement. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll stay out of this. <laughs> but yeah, then after that, um, so I was here, I mean, we know I finished from 4. Um, you know, hung around Nairobi for some time. Then I went to school okay. in the states. I went to Babson College. Okay. Babson College. It, it, it's an entrepreneurship school, small entrepreneurship school in the, in the states. Which, um, which is in, Bo- Bo- in Boston. So. Babson. Okay. Yeah. It's and an it's, entrepreneurship college. Is that yeah, how you pretty much. It, it, it's a business. So they only oh, have wow. business courses. Okay. It's actually the number one ranked entrepreneurship school in the world for the last thirty years. Based on what? I guess the type of entrepreneurs, the curriculum. What they, are they create? Are they birthing entrepreneurs yeah, or creating lot, things like a yourself? Lot. Right? Yeah, a lot. Like that's what that's what they try. The, the curriculum is entrepreneurship driven. Our professors are massive entrepreneurs. Oh. Um, you know, people have invented big things. You know, Home Depot guys. You know, stuff like that. Wow. A lot of them. Um, a lot of their kids. So Babson started as a family, as a college for family for family businesses around the world. Okay. And then it was a two-year course. I think it started in 1919. It was a two-year program, so wealthy family businesses would just send their kids there for two years and they come back and take over the business. Right. Then with time, it matured into like a, an, like an actual university. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it moved from a two-year program to like, you know, so four-year. Four like, then now they actually opened it up to, you know, regular people. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Regular people. <laughs> <laughs> so you right. can go there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> But like at this at the same time, so you know, the heart of the school, the spirit of the school is entrepreneurship. Awesome. Because remember, these are people running businesses that started it. Right. Yeah. Right. So then now you know, and it was very international based. So like I think the population is still forty percent international. Wow. Uh, wow. Maybe like negative Africans, right. but right. Right. but you know many Europeans and South Americans. So dope as network. Very sure. dope. Very dope. So a lot of like there's still very massive family businesses. Uh, who send their like Toyota, Samsung? Wow, those guys still send their kids there. Yeah. Um, okay. And then they have the rest of the, the population, right? Which is us guys. To fill in the rest, <laughs> you know, coming with our with our with our entrepreneurial mindsets, and it's right. a very good environment. So that that so that was my my uni four years, 
when I finished on time, then I came back. Why do you have? Why do you add the on time part? <laughs> no, that's very critical. <laughs> <laughs> finished on time. On time. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> that's a, that's a big one. Uh -huh. yeah, finished on time. Was there a risk of not finishing on time? There's always a risk. <laughs> There's always, always a risk. A risk. We we had a. I know, because I was running a business at school. We had a, we had a one serious business. Serious at the time. But it's a party business, no. So the second one was interesting. So the first one, the the, the what we started was we just call it beaver delivery. So our mascot is a beaver. Okay. So what we did is our dining hall used to close at at uh, ten p.m. Okay. Right. Uh -huh. uh, but ten p.m. we were college kids. 10 college kids, man. As, as early. <laughs> yeah, like, ten p.m. <laughs> so what? Uh, me and my boy, we used to work at um, Dunkin' Donuts. Okay. So Dunkin' used to give us like donuts. The throwaways are exactly. Are you serious? Yeah. Excess so capacity. Excess, you know, all that stuff. So we used to take <laughs> all of that. Then we started making sandwiches in our dorm room. With donuts? With donuts. Oh, no. Donuts was part of the offering. That so, would have been a dope discovery, man. Was a, a donut, donut sandwich. sandwich. Yeah, I don't know why we didn't do that. Maybe it's something there, man. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Maybe somebody can run with that idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but also we used to make sandwiches. Like we'd buy like the material, or everything, you know, just go to, to Costco, buy a bunch of stuff in bulk. Yeah. You know, make the sandwiches, and then we had. I remember we just put flyers at everybody's door. Uh -huh. Then guys would just call us. They'd just call us. Oh, I need a PNJ sandwich. A PNJ like, sandwich. Oh, I need. I need a. I need a. What used to. What used to. Capri Suns. You just said like a Capri Suns. Oh, then during exams, we had. Um, we had uh, energy drinks like the monsters that you would sell yeah, at a yeah, markup yeah. and stuff, you know, because there was no Uber Eats, of course, right, right. at that point. But there was, you could order. Can you order? Ordering <laughs> uh, uh, like one monster was very hard. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one. So you guys were not the last mile, you were the last meter. Last meter, exactly. Like <laughs> we would walk, 10 meters. <laughs> you know, and keep our, our kitchen was our, was our bed, literally our dorm room. Wow. Yeah, and who was your partner, co-founder? It's called Dequan, actually. He's running a very good business now. He runs a non-profit called We Thrive. States. Okay. Mm. Awesome. So, yeah, so that was my that was my college life. Mm. So now I'm saying that's that type of stuff would distract you from studying. It's true. Yeah. Because <laughs> you, you get excited. You get excited. I like, you know, you're not poly, you're making fucking nothing when you do the math. <laughs> <laughs> but you think you're but you think you're making a lot of money. Plus on college level, man, you are you're okay. Yeah, you're some, liquid. Some liquidity <laughs> in your pockets. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Man. So, so you, yeah, then after that I came back. Okay. So 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 entrepreneurship was in your DNA from jump. I mean, you picked Babs on, on purpose, I imagine. It wasn't an accident. It wasn't an accident. Yeah, you know, like, I never really wanted to go to school after university, after high school. Mm. Um, I mean, I think it was more so, like, the options just seemed very narrow. Narrow. In terms know? of how you define that? Uh, you know, like, remember, I went to Strath. So, half the classes are engineers. Like, you know, okay. you know, we, I remember, like, in Strath, in my year, like, the last guy in math had, like, a B plus. Like, you just used to get A's. Like, physics, you know, we were drilled into, like, you know, like, high performance, right. engineering, med, that type of stuff. So, very tracked career path. Exactly. Very tracked. And, yeah. like, I mean, mind you, I think we have very open minds as from school. Yeah. But, like, you know, all the options that were appearing in front of me were all, like, you know, the go movie. be an engineer. Yeah. Go be a yeah. computer scientist. And you didn't see yourself. Yeah. And I couldn't do it, man. Yeah. So, like, now I happen to stumble upon... <clears throat> this institution uh, and it just you know it just made a lot of sense mm. so yeah so it ended up being intentional but you know it's not mm. like at the, when I was in high school mm. I, you knew about I knew it. about it you didn't know no about I it. didn't know about this yeah. it, just, it just happened to pop up got it yeah okay so. it's interesting how the universe does that man because yeah. you know what it's like a signal and finding its dial right maybe yeah know? 
Because where did you go to school? So I went to Storehead. Yeah. Uh, and um, and so you probably had the same kind of like educational stuff. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then Saints actually before I did. Okay. Um, okay. So I kind of seen both worlds, right? Mm. Um, yeah, that was my. Then you went to. Then I went to the US. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Got a sports scholarship and went to school in West Virginia. Okay. Not, a, not a famous university, but they gave me a full ride. So I was like, yeah, yeah I'm going to be all about this. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was, that was my trajectory. Okay. So Babson, it sounds like a great experience, man. Yeah. Big network, entrepreneurship experience, yeah. you know, dog, you know, last my last meter. And, and then now, what was. What was what was the switch? You, yeah, did you did you come back right away? What was the yeah? Well, pretty pretty much like you know we had like I'd gotten a job at Unilever um, after after school, but like you know during like the they had they gave us the, this this what is it called like a management training program, so we got like they would bring us there first before you actually you have like a, a few like a month before you accept your contract. Right. So I went down to New York for that. Um, actually, I was actually staying in Philly. I was in Philly with my sister, right. um, and that just did look like a plan. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Unilever man. Dude. Yeah, it did look like a plan. So I came back <laughs> right after that. So I want to say like, if we finished in May, I came back in in July. Okay. Yeah, I was back in Nairobi. Wow, that was you just made the decision. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm out of here. This is yeah, not working. Nothing much. And then like, so I came back. Mm. And which year is this? This is 2014. Okay. This is 2014. Mm. So at that point, now I was. You know, I started a security business. Mm. Um, I started it before, but it was just like a side hustle, right. like watches, right. and like uh, at gates and stuff. Mm. So I mean, you know, at the time, look, I, that kept me busy mm-hmm. for some time. So you didn't want to get a job, or did you have a job? What? How did you? The, the, the security business was making me enough money for a twenty-year-old, two-year-old. Okay. Right. Like, but, but that's that's a very ambitious. Well, first of all, it's a very. These big players in that space, right? Oh. Established brands, massive ones, right? Yeah. So, a twenty-two-year-old thinking, "Yeah, I'm gonna do this." How, what was the connection that made you believe I can get a, make a crack at this, or at least maybe try this? It's it's more it's just very small things that fall into place because you know what what I realized very quickly is like even at, at, at like my parents' place, like the estate, like there were just no guards, right? Like those, you know, and nobody wanted to pay fees that the radars and VMs are paying, you know, like nobody wants to pay that, yeah, uh, at least those guys, right, mm-hmm. so uh, what, 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 what are what, these, give me a sense of the fees, so you'll pay like 40k, per 35 month. to 40k per guard per month, per guard per month, yeah, okay, so while there's a very big market, what I ended up realizing is a very big market for people who want to pay between 15k and 20k, a guard okay. per month because that's what even the guard really makes exactly. So, like, you make a small margin, you know, because even if the guard is even if you're paying 20k and, and the guard will probably be paying 15k, you pay 15 or something like that, right, right? Right, right? So, I mean, like, there's a lot of issues with that, that business, right? That industry as a whole, right. because of like, I think people have underpaid severely, severely, yeah. But yeah. regardless, regardless of that, um, we like, well, I felt that there was a massive. Opportunity, massive is a big word. Actually, there was an opportunity, right. and for me, it was not about. I was not looking. I was not chasing a big dream. Nothing. It's just like let me start something. Yeah, exactly. So it was just like, look, there's there's, there's an opportunity here. I remember we used to uh, like me and my boy. We used to walk. Now he's actually my, my business partner now. We used to walk to. We used to walk around Kilimani to different estates that didn't have guards. I just give him a profile stuff like that. And like, yeah, okay, fine. I mean, and we ended up at one point having about a hundred guards. 
Right. You're, at a, one point. you're a starter, man. Yeah. <laughs> you you meet this flyer, man. It's amazing. <laughs> it works, it's like, amazing. Right. You, go, you go, you talk to the manager, you talk to the And at one point, you had about 100 bucks. This is like, and that used to keep us. And then remember, it's like, no, you don't need much thinking. Right? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> pay me, I'll pay this guy. Exactly. No once you figure out the ops, you realize, okay, this, this guy's in one day off. You know, this guy needs to go and leave for this amount of time. You, you will figure out that once that's done. <laughs> like you're, you're, so it was like so I had so much free time, wow. Like dangerously, I yeah. had so much free time. <laughs> you know, like because right. now you see, you know, you're 22, you have you have um, a little money in your pocket. Mm. You know, mm. you have a, a business that doesn't require much thinking. Mm. The only stress you have is collecting payments from your tenant and right. your clients. Right, right. That was it. So I, I in between that period now, that's what I was doing basically. Between now and I say, as soon as I came back from school. Mm. And then to up until like when, uh, you know, Lipa later really started picking up, like, because I, I stopped really pay. I, I, I took myself out of that business around the end of 2015. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so Lipa later became, so you're doing this guard thing, you have a lot of time on your hands, then the light bulb goes off. What is What are the, the triggers? Connections to, yeah, Lipa later, the triggers for Lipa The triggers were like a bunch of things. So like, I started just giving, you know, loans. Um, to our guards. Okay. Right? And that's that's where we started. Interesting. We started doing giving loans to our guards. Mm. Uh, and you know, and I actually remember insisting that one of the ops measures was that every guard must have a phone. Okay. Yeah, and just no no guard had a phone. Not, none of the hundred No, they had, they had. Yeah. I'm not saying no, no, that's an exaggeration, but like it, it was, was such problem. a difficult thing to mm. enforce. Mm. Like like it's for everybody to have a phone. You wow. can imagine like that how crazy that is. Right. So like you like where is it? the guy doesn't have a phone, you can't even you can't reach him. Right? You know stuff. So we started now lending for the phones. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you were solving a problem that was inherent in your you know, in that in my in that business at the time. And that's where it started actually. So that was now what triggered it. Okay. And of course, you know, just like being in school, when I was in school, you know, uh we had we all had contract phones, right? Yeah. So right, you know, right, you right. just pay monthly, you get your phone, you pay a deposit and you get your phone and you pay. Over the two year life of the contract. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I mean, I couldn't even imagine trying to afford a, an iPhone. Yes. In uni. Ridiculous. Yeah. Like, what is that? Right. Right. Um, right. So, for, to be honest, like, it just it just lit, like, lit up, lit up the, the light bulbs. Okay. And then that's when that's what, that's what kicked it off. So, I remember like our first partner was a store downtown, which was a Samsung store. It just so happened that we got lucky that that guy just happened to be one of the biggest Samsung dealers in the region. So how did you find that? I just walked on the streets and went into his shop. Like I just met him. Like that's how. And, the, and he <laughs> happened to be sitting sitting in his shop. You're like, right? hey. And then like you know we spoke and he's like, as long as this doesn't cost me money, you're telling me I'll, you'll pay me up front. And then yeah, it's like of course. So what was its deal? I mean, I'm, what, what it's it's pretty much what Lipolita is now. The one I was offering him without any real thinking. Mm. It was just like um, we want to give loans for uh, for funds. Right, that's actually what we called it, loans mm. for funds. Mm. And um, you know, we don't want to give the cash to our customers because ah. they won't buy the phones. Right. So right. we want to pay you directly. Got it. And then you, you know, give it out. So that's what I'm saying is like when you get paid, like we'll pay you up front. He's like, what? Yeah, what? Like, what are we talking about? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, then what let's do it. What do you understand? So, so we used to go there every day. We just used to go there, we never had money. Okay. That was the issue. So mm. now we were just like any money like I would get from Alpha Force, yeah. I would just you know, lend it, lend it back out, yeah. right, without yeah. any 
So it was a it was a liquidity crunch for your business, right? Yeah, even that's even even that's a, that's advanced language for like we did we, we never had you had no money yeah no money <laughs> we had zero yeah it was just like you know we had um you know we at some point we started like writing out loan forms I just remember going on Google and typing out um, loan application form right right then the form that comes that's what I used I I, I Kenyanized it you know by removing you know, a zip and all that nonsense. And then, that's what I, I used to give guys through this, through this out. Then I did some research, I found out guys asking for bank statements. Like, even me, I want your bank statements. Wow. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this is awesome. Yes, that's what happened. That's how we started it. And then, like, that was actually the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, without, then now my, 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 my partner came also. He was just, he had a job at the time. Mm-hmm. And he was in law school, I believe. Because mm-hmm. he's now, he, he's crazy. See, so he did finance and law at the same time mm. and then somehow passed his KSL on the first take and we were hustling like this anyway so he also came in he was working at the time mm. so he had he had money at least some some salary mm. he was living at home so he didn't have much like overhead yeah so, yeah he just we, so we just we were just using our money so I'm using my money from our source he's using his money from his salary and then that's what we were lending that's what we're doing mm. we're just lending that and then um and then yeah and then i remember he had to i don't know how he went he didn't even study for those exams but anyway yeah so he eventually finished mm. and then he, he just started doing it full time so i would say the real trigger like that caused everything to like for me to even stop working on my other side hustle mm. other than that mm. was when he finished his law school quit his job and then now we're like oh god now we need to he quit his job to join you? To focus on this. Wow. Yeah. Okay. To focus on this. Right. Um, that's what, so I was now around, I want to say I was around November. This, so when does KSL finish? KSL finishes in end of November. Yeah? KSL is what? Kenya School of Law. Okay. Yeah, the, uh-huh. the exam. Okay. So they finish, I think, end of November, early okay. December. So that was end of November, early December 2015. Okay. So that's when now, uh, that's why I say like there was a bit of stuff that happened before we went right, actually right, live with right, the business. Right. And mind you, at this point, we already had a, a customer, right? Right, a, a partner, right. right? So it just so happened that we didn't know who this guy was, right? But we were just friends. Right, <laughs> it was right. just like you know, he's come here, buy buy the phone, give him. It doesn't matter. You can sit here if you want to. He has nice lounges in his shops. This <laughs> <laughs> is cool. Yeah, you like, can sit here. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so that's how it started, man. And then after that, now the year, the turn of the year is when now twenty sixteen is then. Now we started realizing that. This guy doesn't have a job anymore, so that those that money he's bringing in is not helping. Dried, yeah. dried, right? Mm-hmm. Our parents are not giving a second care of money for that, and like I stopped focusing on, on the security business, so that was also tanking, right? Because right. so now, yeah, because yeah, like now you're running out of cash, right, 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 right. So then also that's when we started. That's now when we started realizing like now we really need to get serious and conceptualize this this thing. Okay. So this is interesting because, I mean, most people, right, okay, you had a side hustle, so that makes sense, but your co-founder would call it a business partner. Quit, quit before you guys, well, you had something, but it wasn't like a something most people would quit their things for. Yeah. It's a very, it's one of those risky, like, quits, you know, like, why would you quit um, for that, right? right. Um, people, people in our market don't do that. People don't do that. Um, yeah, even even when it's it's crazy, but I think like I feel the biggest the biggest challenge is waiting too long. Yeah. Okay. So remember this guy um, quit before 
he was anywhere near comfortable. Right. You know, he, like there was nothing you have to lose at that point. At all. Yeah, at all. Like he has straight out of campus, pretty much. You know, in fact, he's lucky he had a job. He's yeah, like, you should be having a job. Exactly. <laughs> you shouldn't even be having a job. Right? Right. You're still like your your classmates. You know, um, are jobless. Pretty much, right? That's what you're supposed to. That's be. what you're supposed to be doing. Now you're supposed to be running around looking for an internship or something like that. Exactly. But no, you don't. You had a job, so for him and that, I, I, I really just think like people should. If if you know you're going to quit, just quit early and just quit early. Focus. Focus on it because right. I think that's what happened with him. Okay. Um, and that's it makes sense. But now you see what happened is like, let's say you add ten years to that, you were twenty-two. Let's say it's thirty-two. It happening. You've been making money for five, seven years. You have a salary, you have overheads, you have a kid, you have a girlfriend, wife, or what? Game over. Game over. Then are you going to stop that? Maybe you don't have much savings right. um, on that. Uh, and even if you're going to drain all your savings for... To take a chance on something? Yeah, it's, it's, it gets, I just think it gets realistically harder, like, with time. Right. Yeah. Because right. I can't, like, imagine even now I've been working for all these years. Let's say since I started, I've been working and I have cash. Then I just say... Kill that. Hey, that's tough. That's really hard. Yeah, that's, that's really, mental. Really and that's what you did. Right? Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah. I mean, for me, fortunately for me, I, I kind of have a couple of back doors, right? So uh, first of all, I have that American passport. Yeah. When I got that thing, I got to tell you, mm. something changed. I remember the day in 2017 when I actually had it in my hand. Mm. And it was just like, dude, I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> it, something happened in my mind. Yeah. Because before that, there's no way I was going to pull any kind of move yeah. but it started to kind of that thing is a is a really it's a game changer in a yeah. very real sense because now you can actually approach something and say you know what, i can take a cal- calculated risk yeah. and actually because i can have a fallback yeah. in a sense right okay. uh which i don't really consider a fallback but it's it's a psychological it's a mental cushion, it's a mental cushion. Mm-hmm. and then i had you know some i had some some savings so i, I was like yeah. oh, man, i could i could take this risk and then see what happens yeah, yeah. Uh, but still i had uh, Two girls, eleven and twelve. Um, oh yeah, I meant to know that. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Um, that's still a significant cost. Um, but you know, when you have a partner, my ex-wife, you know, we, we kind of work together on that, which, which has been helpful. Right. But um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's a anyway. Back to your story. So mm. so you guys decide to all have all dive head head first, yeah. head first, the whole thing. Yeah. So this is twenty fifteen. This is now towards end. So let's say to now we're starting twenty sixteen. Right. This is like starting. 2016 yeah. okay yeah then what was that because you guys have actually grown really fast right yeah. uh this is 2019 now so we have three years ostensibly into yeah. the life cycle of your business yes if you could just kind of summarize and i don't know if you can but mm-hmm. tell us what that story is you know in a, in a kind of sequenced way like what happened yeah next, summary. so forth yeah in summary so like we still have a long way to go of course but like we started at that point now we started realizing that we're going to have to Get cash, to okay. Rent. Yeah, because okay. you know one of us like we have we got our first college um, employee, but that's the wrong one at this point. You know she pretty much our partner now, but so she was she she started like yeah she's very good at just onboarding, <laughs> onboarding any good like partners like on like selling. Mm. So she just started like she said like okay I'm just gonna I think for me what I she can do is she's just gonna go around bringing in clients, building the network of. Of retailers, retailers. Yeah, of okay. like, you know, the time was just phones. You know, phones. phones. Okay. So she just went around, like, you know, I remember we used to go on this uh, in Tao with her, going door to door. She's just onboarding retailers. And then, like, every, and then remember, 
it, once we once someone hears that hears that you can I can tell someone to pay something in installments, they'll just start sending people your way. Right. So people started sending guys our way, and then we didn't have the cash. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's put the cash even aside. We didn't even have the infrastructure. We didn't have anything. And I told you we were still using a, a loan application form that I downloaded on the internet. Right. Wow. Even as even in this now even in this phase, format, yeah, yeah, in this phase, and then like you know, then we're like, okay, how are we actually going to check if someone doesn't pay us? But at that point, we're not even, we didn't even, we didn't really, we weren't even thinking about if someone was going to pay us back or not, right? So that was then. So now we had, so now at that point, like we had to kind of figure out, like, okay, what is this business? Mm-hmm. Right? So we had to draw out this business and realize that this is a different arms of the business, and we started, you know, started building this thing out, like slowly, slowly building it out, mm-hmm. um, and then you know, this is all on paper, no tech, nothing, just because mm-hmm. you know. All that stuff. And then I remember, like, we went around going to our friends and saying, like, dude, we need some cash for this business that we're starting. Mm-hmm. Right? And it was like, anything, any cash you have, we're mm-hmm. going to give you back this amount, mm-hmm. like, this period of time. That's how it started. So our friends would, like, you know, let's how you find that like, so friends can also be very supportive. You just need to ask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Right? Because, like, friends, these are friends who don't have cash. They've mm-hmm. just gotten their first job. Mm-hmm. They don't have money. Right? Your network was pretty, yeah. Yeah, it's like kids, right? Yeah. So, like, giving you like 20k, 30k, like that. And they're just trusting you to pay it back. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's kind of how it started. Then now we asked one of our friends as well, and she gave us, like, some of our money. And she was like, oh, actually, you know, my dad is looking to, to invest, mm-hmm. right? And, in companies, he just wants to invest. I guess he has made some money. Right, right. You know, we met her dad on a Tuesday. Um, he asked me, like, how much do you guys need? And he gave him the number that I thought was big. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. The biggest number I could, you could think of. Your I mind could think of. I'm like, what? And then he's like, you need two million. You need two million. <laughs> <laughs> two million shillings. So he's like, oh, okay, blah, 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 whatever. And then he gave us a check the next day. Okay. With the cash. And that's Were you shocked? Went, how I was like, no, dude, I've never experienced anything like that. <laughs> I didn't even know what two million looks like. Right? Because, you know, my business, my, my security business was just generating. I'd never seen, and it was cash people used to pay me. Yeah, yeah. Right? So it's not yeah. like, you know, I've never seen such a formal thing. Right. right? It's like, you know, like, two million. It's like contracts. Like, where's the contract? I'm like, contract? What is that? Luckily, like, a lawyer, my, 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 my co founder's a lawyer. Okay. Right? So. Yeah. You know, we started drafted up some stuff, and then we, we got started. So then now we had two million to play with. Okay. Right? So then now we got like, okay, fine, let's 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 uh, stabilize. Yo, listen, listen. Yeah. This is completely most found most local founders are when they're listening to this, they're like, what the hell are you talking about? Mm. What was what was it that made these guys write this dad write you a check in twenty four hours? Mm. What do you think it was? There's a mix of things, man. Like, what is straight up luck? Huh? That we spoke to this lady, um, and her, at that right time, right uh, when her dad was just literally trying to make investments, yeah, that's uh, straight up luck. Second is that I think with this guy, like I think he just saw like um, hustlers, right? He's you know he's he's a he's an entrepreneur like us, okay. right? So like so kindred spirit exactly, um, and that's I think that's what he saw, mm-hmm. and he was like, look, um, his daughter trusts us, okay. right? Uh, for him, it's like. They seem like trust what they get, and if I lose two million, okay, okay. <laughs> I gave it a shot. Exactly, I yeah. think that was more what it what, what it was like. Right. But then he's just like you know he did he's a he's a businessman entrepreneur. He understands he understands how business works. Right. So he knows like look we can, you know like if this thing starts off properly like we can make money. We can make something. Plus the business plan was actually you had traction. We had some form of traction. Right. Some form of traction. 
right? Like, you know, I want to say, I'm saying it's not formal because it wasn't formalized, right? Meaning that you had business coming through. We had business coming, yes. We did. Formalized or not? Yes. There was market exactly. pool. There was, there was. Okay. And we had, you know, we didn't have it, we didn't have financials, but we could say we have revenue, you oh, know. That's a really say, angel investment, yeah. if I ever heard one. Right? Yeah. That's amazing for our that's, that's dope. I like and, you know, we need like a hundred more people, thousands yeah. more people like that. Yeah. thousands more people like that. Because anyway, so, it's so crazy. And that's what I always say, like, this guy, like, I've never seen anything like that. Like, he made a bet like that. The next day, I remember that was around uh, April. Around April. And then he said, like, if you guys can figure out things, between now and August, come back in August. And then between now and that in August, we now formalize the business. I remember this guy invested without our entity. There was no actual no entity. entity. No, no, no. He wrote the check to my to my name. That's your entity. So we set up the that entity. That cosign from the daughter must have been <laughs> so yeah, we set up the entity. <clears throat> then now we actually like, you know, try to now engage, like get actual traction, you know, like created a name, right? Like in the market, you know, stuff like that. Um, and then we started approaching now officially like the brand, because now, you know, for me, because the good thing about being young and naive is that you just want to go to the you store. Just, you, just, <laughs> you just do stuff. Exactly. So I'm like, where is it, which is the biggest phone here? Samsung. Right? Let's get to it. I want to get to <laughs> So then I, we spoke like um, this lady I'll tell you about. So she was like, okay, I'm fine, cool. Let's find Samsa. Somehow she happens to meet like the head of Samsung, the CMO from Korea, happened to be in Kenya, walking around the shop. That shop, that same shop. Are you me. serious? So he's then the chat, blah, blah, blah. Next thing we know, he has connected us to the top. At, at, at Samsung, no, I forgot his name. It was a Chinese, a Korean name, and uh, yeah, then now basically we got into the room with the right people, and then they're like, "Fine, let's let's do this." And then they gave us paperwork, signed it, and we had a a contract in front of us right, from, from Samsung. <laughs> so we went back. You you want like you signed a contract? But you know, it's not it's also not luck, man. I mean, it's just, you're putting yourself out there, dude. Yeah, like with that, because making your own luck. Because if you are not yeah. doing this. Luck don't happen. It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't find you, right? And I remember this. We it was. It just found us because we were. We needed a place to sit, right? right. So we were sitting in this guy's shop. Right. So when when they were doing their tours, they found us. Wow. And you can tell that these are the bosses walking around. Like, you can tell. So we just like you know just spoke to them. She she got that in, and then at that point we was this between or after? Is it before? This is after the 20k. It's after 20k. 20,000 dollars. Yeah, it's after the 20k. And before the next meeting with the guy. Before the next session. Ah, what a beautiful story. To so that was between April and August. So the next time when we went in August, he added another 20. Wow. Right. Now, okay. And then now, actually added 30. I just remember because actually he added now 30. And it's like, now let's make let's this. Let's get to let's make this. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it's interesting that you even yeah. mentioned this, uh, the fact that this guy is an entrepreneur, right? Because in, in, in our world, I mean, we, we're a non-profit. Uh, and we're funded uh, philanthropically and, and, and grant capital. Our most active uh, support base is entrepreneurs. Like even just last week, we got um, we got a, a donation from the CEO of YC. Yeah. Pure email, one phone call. We we stayed in touch, um, and that's what this is. I mean, this Silicon Valley is about. That it's about people betting on people. Yeah. And um, and I knew so we are going after that market in terms of people who've actually built companies and exited, been through what you've what you've gone through. They just have a different view of how 
what's possible and what's legit and what's not. They have a nose for this thing and they mm. have this empathy for hustlers, if you will, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, so, you know, last week we, you know, Michael uh, made a consideration to us, which yeah. is, which is, now I'm kind of relating back to this idea, mm. this, this, your experience with, yeah. with this entrepreneur. And like, you know, the craziest thing is that I, I, feel, I feel like that's what our, our ecosystem needs a lot more of, like entrepreneurs helping entrepreneurs. Totally. You know, like, it's, that's what, that's, that's, that's what we need because right. I feel like, um, a lot of, um, entrepreneurs at, at, at a certain, certain point, like, they forget, they just forget what, what experience. experience, like, it just, you just forget what happened, you know, and then, oh, I, I struggle with that, man, like, yeah. I feel like, dude, do you think you will forget? I don't think I'll forget. I, don't I hope think, you don't. Yeah, I don't think I'll forget. I, I'm pretty sure I won't forget, right? Mm-hmm. But, so maybe forget is the wrong word. Or maybe they just don't want to relate. They don't want. They don't see the the, the opportunity to kind of because it's not because entrepreneurs may not give back per se, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They may want to invest, invest, you know, something like that, right? right? But right. it's like, but he, but, he, but he wasn't giving back. He was investing, though. He wasn't giving. He was investing, investing, to and, 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 absolutely. But think about it this way: like, there's so many examples I can give. As to why that was a shitty investment. (laughs) (laughs) That was like, yeah. You know, like there's so many things I can say that you you could have done for Like instead of that. You're right. You're right. Mm -hmm. It is opportunity cost, right? Exactly. Yeah. That makes that a shitty investment on the face of it. On the face at that time, especially. Right. Right. Because the options somebody has for 20K in Kenya, Mm $20,000, right? You know. uh, Significant. You can do something with that. Right. 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 And I, I mean, I don't know. So I feel like I, I think it's a, it's a matter of forget because I've spoken to, you know, like you know, moving on from that, I, we raised a lot of money from a lot of locals. Right? Okay. How much total um, have you raised local? Just total numbers. Um, upwards of five million dollars. Upwards. Holy cow! Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, upwards. I won't give the exact number, but yeah. So it's upwards of five million dollars locally. I've not talked about international investors. So this is equity money or debt money? Both. Okay. Yeah. Debt yes. money is. Relatively easier, I would imagine, because people understand that process. Yeah. They understand it better, yeah. They understand it better. Yeah. Yeah. And so you structured your fundraising around debt. Is that what mixed, you did? It was a mix of the two. Okay. Debt convertibles, equity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we structured, like, we have to also remember, like, as well, at that point, you, you structured things as as what, 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 what people want. Yeah. So, like... You know, I, I, if someone wants a structure in, in this format, you don't need to have much of a say, right? Mm-hmm. Because you need the money tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So you want the format like this, that will be fine. We'll do it. Mm-hmm. As long as you know, like, we need you time can, yeah, to yeah. do XYZ and yeah. make the money back. But but your business lended itself to that type of funding structure. Yeah, it, it, it's easier for our business because it's an easier it's an easy story to tell in the sense of, like, look, we give we buy this phone at 100000 this guy is going to buy it, pay it back for 12 months. So after 12 months, we're going to give you back. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's easy. easy. It's they an easier it. instrument right. for our business. For your business to yeah. absorb, yeah? Yeah. And to, and, to, and to make work. Exactly. Okay. But it's very tough. But like, my, but my point was like having a lot of conversations with a lot of wealthy local individuals. Mm-hmm. It's that, you know, like it's almost like, it's like they, the, the, most people just not even see the need to do this, right? The money is so small, right? Why are you asking me for a million shillings? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, are you asking me as alone? Alone? <laughs> are you asking this? to give you a million shillings? Like, like, what is a million shillings, right? Like, you know, I thought you would, you know, my, my, I invest in 
50 million, I invest 70, 100 million, I'm building apartments. You know, like, wow. you know what I'm saying? So, like, it's, it's almost, uh, we're telling them something that they can't even relate to. Interesting. Okay? So, like, I remember one comment that this guy made, very wealthy lawyer in the country. Um, he goes, like, we're asking him, I think he asked him for 2 million, something like that. 2 million. Yeah, so, like, 20k. 20k, yeah. He's then he looked at our revenues and he's like, what? If this is the revenue for the whole company, what how much how little money am I going to make off this? Right? right. Like he just doesn't see it. Right. He doesn't see it. I think at the time like our revenues were like below hundred thousand dollars. Right. So for some year. Panam, yeah. Okay. So this guy was like, dude, a hundred thousand dollars is the whole company revenue? How much am I going to make? Like, there's nothing like there's nothing here for me. It's too small. So he walked away from into it. Yeah. So you can imagine that that's how that's how like people would think, right? Like what is this guy asking? It's like it's like yeah. when you're driving and someone a, a, a street kid comes, you will give money out of pity. Right. right? It's right. not like you know, you'd be like, Oh today I feel bad. Let me give. Right. Right? Most of the time you just turn up the window. Right. And just right. you're just going to sit there because like yeah, I don't this is I don't even want to discuss deal this. I don't want to deal with this. Right. Like that's kind of what I feel like. Yeah, so a lot of I feel like in the, in our ecosystem there's a lot of begging. Interesting. So it's not a business conversation. It's a begging. Right. Especially in the beginning. Right. It is it's you're begging for cash. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. So you know you know they're not they don't understand the opportunity really. I wouldn't say all of them. Right. That's that'd be unfair to say. Right. But I would say a lot of the people it's just you have to be the best beggar. <laughs> you have to be the best. That's hilarious. So, so let me ask you this: What age group are we talking about? Is this the Wazers? What's if you look at who, you, yeah. who you've talked to, yeah. and then maybe a subset of that who gave you money? Can you characterize the demographics? Demographics, uh, yeah. I mean, like women are a lot easier to deal with. I'm, women are dope. Yeah, yeah women <laughs> are a lot easier to deal with. Like they are, they are they're more up. Are they more? Why? Why? I, I, I think you were just about to say it. I think they're definitely a lot more empathetic. But that's why I said professional beggar, right? Because women are, uh, are softer mm-hmm. and they can see things in the future better, mm-hmm. more clearer than a lot of men can. Mm-hmm. Men are too focused on their own lives, right? Interesting. So I found that a lot of guys would just want to invest in themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but... That's an interesting... Because uh, I always try and think about the psychographics of human beings mm-hmm. and what drives our decision-making and so on and so forth. Male, female, age, all this other stuff. And this is interesting. You say that women can see the future better. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, so men are short-termist in a sense. Yeah, yeah and remember, like, a, a man is very focused on what is going on in his life. Right. right? Okay. Like, okay. what is happening here, here, that I can hold and, you know, be, be a part of myself because it's my life, right? Okay. So they want to invest in themselves. That's what I've noticed. Like, okay. men want to invest in themselves. Okay. So, so men are selfish, basically. They're basically selfish. That's what right? we're saying. Pretty much, yeah. I'm gonna say it that way. Right. Uh, not all of them, of course. Right. But yes, then I'd find like with with women, especially women who are financially savvy, mm. right, mm. or know that they should be financially mm. savvy. <laughs> you know, they may not be, but they're very more. They're a lot. They're a lot more willing to listen. Mm. You know, engage. Mm. Even if they say no, you're being engaged. Right. Right. It's a conversation. Exactly. It's one... not. It's not. They're not making you feel like you're begging for cash. Right. You know, just like they can engage you. Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't believe in the opportunity. Or they don't have the cash. Right. It's typically either or, right? Right, right? But for a man, it's like I'm not doing it. No reason. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not me doing it's funny. it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so hilarious, so, man. You know what? This is yeah. this is interesting because one of my, my one of our thesis is, you know, we're building these 
what I'll call them Bifarangas or, or, or early stage startups. That's what we yeah. do in a startup studio. So what happens when these things emerge out of the studio because the folks who are building product and getting attraction are basically college grads like you guys, mm -hmm. right? It's typical, like, I mean, you're, it, it, you're an archetype of what we are mm -hmm. targeting, but you are from, you went to Babson, so maybe you had exposure and so on and so forth. A lot of our people may, may not have that mm -hmm. kind of level of, um, I don't know, that, that thing makes a difference, right? Yeah. And then... It, it's very interesting because at the same time, I'm challenged by you guys, right? But your friend went to school here. Yeah. He okay. did. So he did have... He went to Strath he went to McKinney, Strathmore, Strath together, then he went to University of Nairobi. So there's this theory that exposure is a, is a game changer in terms of your mindset, in terms of what you think is possible, in terms of what you think is, you know, how a business should look like. Yeah. Because you've seen all those big businesses of your college friends, parents, mm -hmm. right? So you know scale, what scale looks like, right? Um, I'm challenged by this notion that, you know, I guess if, if, you are not, if, if you are not part of this business, do you think your friend would have approached it the same way? Or, you know what I mean? What did, what did the exposure do for you, if anything at all? Or did it not? Yeah. Uh, yes, no, I mean, I think, like, also a lot of things have changed. Right? Since, like, you know, it's, it's crazy how much can change in three, four years. Yeah? Okay. But, um, absolutely, it's definitely a lot that I think that it's a mindset. Huh? What, what, what exposure changes is it's a mindset. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think you need to be, I don't think going abroad makes you more educated. No. I, I don't think it does that. But ed education, maybe broadly speaking, in terms of how the world operates and things like that, absolutely. Right. Uh, and But I think the most important thing is, is the mindset. Yeah? Right. So for me, what, what that type of exposure did for me is it created a mindset, a, a, I can do it mindset. Got it. Right? So it's like, like it's a mindset that, look, yeah, I have nothing now, but just but give, me, give me 10 some years. Time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm coming. Exactly. Right? It's like that, that mindset. Right? And that, 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 that is something that is lacking in our, our, our environment, Logan. Yeah. Let's talk about this. Mm. So people don't believe they can do things. Big things. Big things. Yeah. So like, can I, you know, as I said, like I mean, like as I said when I was struggling to what university to go to. Right. Yeah, it's it's your, your, because you're you're told you're told what you can do. Okay. You're told what you can't do. What you, what you can. What can you, do. Exactly. Okay. So you'll be told that you can be an engineer. You can be a banker and your goal is to rise to this level, right? Don't even talk about CEO, uh -huh. right? Just this level. Middle management. Middle management, nice salary. You're going to have a car and you're going to live on the road. Right. Okay. And then do some side like, hassles, maybe something exactly. like that. Exactly. You can open up a butchery. You can open okay. that. And yeah. so you're told what you can do. Yeah. Right? right? And everything that you, you're, 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 you're not told that you can't do, then it means you can't do it. It's, it's, it's that simple. Pretty much. Right? So the world is defined for you. Exactly. You know, straight up front. Off the, off, off, at birth. Right. 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 And then... It's even worse when you go to like now the schools that us guys went to, right? Because it's again, it's just following that. It's even narrower. Engineer, exactly. doctor, lawyer, you know, those big names, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So that's what like I think that I caught. Like, I mean, I was, I was, I've been very, you know, pushing the system, right? Mm -hmm. When I was younger. Mm -hmm. But I think it like, seems like it because you, you are trapped. You said, nah, man, I'm not going to do this. Yeah. This is not me. That's not me. And yeah. I wonder, like, that's gutsy. That takes cojones to actually be able to. What would you, how did you manage that process? What what is it about you that, or is it your family structure? What what is it that yeah. enabled you to feel like you could have uh, get family, away with that? Family structures help definitely, absolutely for me. But uh, like I I mean, and I think 
my family has always been very supportive okay. of whatever stupid decision I want to make. Yeah. Shout out to your family. Yeah. That's, that's, that's unusual also. It, it is, I must say. It is. Because, like, like, of course, they'll give me, they'll give me a lot of shit like, right, right. in the beginning. Right. But at the end of the day, they're just like, look, this guy is not selling drugs. He's not killing people. <laughs> like, you know, like, like, it's not like this. Really, they, they don't have anything to do. You know, they don't. So, so like, they'll just support it. Right. Okay. Um, they're not really able to support it financially. But they emotionally, can, emotionally. Don't, don't put roadblocks for exactly. you. Exactly. Don't know? make you feel guilty yeah, and crazy. Exactly. They won't tell you, oh, have you talked to Uncle Nani? To, you know, they're not going to tell me ever, yeah. ever tell me any of that. Oh, right? yeah. Which is fantastic. That's amazing. Yeah, that is, that, that, that is super important. But for me, I think I was always just interested. That's mm-hmm. the key thing. Like, I was just interested in seeing what more, what more exists. Right? Mm-hmm. So I think the biggest difference is like, you know, when I saw, when I, when I, when I went to the States, and I saw, like, especially in my school, when I see how people would move from the second they come up with a concept to the days that they started implementing it the next day, like maniacs, that that's that that, 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 me, that is crazy. That was crazy. Because you know, in Kenya, you, you're, you're at the bar, you can talk with your boys about a concept, it'll never materialize. It dies. Because you, you, you know, you can't do it. So like you can talk about it. You can talk about it, but that's where it's going to end, right? Wow. So now you see, you go, you talk. Pop, 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 pop. Next Ooh. thing you know, a guy now a guy has clients. You know, you're, what? you're like, what? what the hell? Man, like that's crazy. So I and I found that that and that's what like that's like sixty percent of the people I was with, right? Like you know, doers, doers. Right? Even like remember when we started Beaver Delivery, it was a matter of I'm hungry now. There's no food. All I have is donuts in the for in the fridge from yesterday. They sell these things. The next day, we we'll built a Facebook page. You know, like there's small, small things like let's that. Let's get to it. Let's get to these things. So I think that was the difference, right? So like, I think like absolutely is the element of, of of that, like that that mindset. But I think we can, as locals here, what we can also do is just look for this information and look for look for like you know stuff like this podcast. Um, there's so many other pieces of information that can open up our mind mm-hmm. and readings and things mm-hmm. that can allow us to start thinking like that mm-hmm. you know no dude i love what you're talking about because this is exactly what i preach to the team every day and anybody who, and most people who we talk about this all the time i mean there's a there's, a, there's amazing people in the ecosystem like yourself uh you know Kane, you know we have networks of people if you can start to see you're starting to see that this thing is actually becoming we're, we're developing a critical mass, and there are people who are doing amazing things. Um, oh, wow. I mean, and, and, and this is this is really cool. So, talk a little bit now about your bit. So, we've, we've talked about, you know, you, you got your first 20K, and then you, 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 you met the guys at Samsung, yeah. and then now you've got your next money, and then it starts to roll. So, where are you guys right now in terms of what the business is yeah. and where it's going? Yeah, so where we are now, now we're at the point where, as I, as I mentioned, now we look at ourselves as essentially we're, we're essentially enhancing retail, okay. um, and we consider ourselves now a payment option, and we want to just, we want to make sure we're able to finance everything from a phone to a home. Okay. Yeah. And now we're at the point where, you know, we've definitely found product market fit. We have an overwhelming number of customers now, and it's now about actually just building like the back engines. You know of our, of our business right. to scale it up to the next level. And, and what, so what? What? So how do you measure your business? Is it per loan, per client, mm-hmm. revenue? Give us a sense of yeah. your scope. I, I stay away from using the word loan. Um, okay. Because we don't we don't give loans. We give payment plans. 
give yeah. payment plans. Yeah. Okay, cool. Awesome. So uh, how we how we measure it is how many customers we're serving. Uh, uh, um, how many existing customers we have. Okay, your book of business. Yes, yeah, exactly. We have about 200,000 customers. You have 200,000 yeah, customers? about 200,000 customers. What's the average, how do you call it? What's the average contract value? I yeah, guess. yeah, like the, the, the range is very, it's very because we also do high-end furniture as well. Okay. But for different subsets, different, so maybe you could say it's about $400. $400. Yeah, okay. So, so you can do the multiple of that and you see. Can, do the math of that, right? But right. it's about that, give or take, right? This is a this is a healthy business. Yeah. So you have two hundred. Did you say two hundred thousand? Two thousand. And what's the geographical layout of those? And people? then we have all over Kenya now. Mm. Thank God. And uh, <laughs> why do you say that? Uh, it's tough, man. It's tough dealing even inside Kenya. Moving around Kenya is not easy. Okay. Yeah, but we're now all over Kenya, so we can supply all over Kenya. Mm. Uh, and you see, I'm gonna use the word supply. Okay. Because yeah, that's where, where I feel like we know we we're, we're in retail. We're enabling a sale. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're in Rwanda now, mm. as well. Where we should be looking at new markets. Is it, is it how getting into Rwanda is not easy? It's not easy. Mm. What was that experience like? Rwanda, it's so small, very small, but the people are willing, and the government is very willing to help. Okay. Right? Okay. So, so they're open. They're open. Okay. So it's not hard. Then. It's, it's it's a no no no. Le, le, Entering legally is not hard. If you want to do it the right way, yeah. entering legally is not hard. Yeah. You get your stuff done very quickly. Okay. But it's, it's Kenyan's, Kenyan uh, culture is significantly different from what these totally. culture, right? In what senses, maybe if you we're, we're a lot more aggressive. We understand things faster, right? Interesting. So we understand <laughs> things, well, you know, I don't want to use, say the word that was smarter, but, you know, it's, it's you different. You want to say that word. <laughs> it's different. He it's, just said the word. <laughs> But yeah, it's definitely different, man. Yeah. So like, and then you know, we're not they're not as tech savvy as we are, yeah. you know, things like that. So it's almost like molasses space, like there's glue in there, you know. And you need to kind of like, you know, so we're, we're still chewing at it, right? You know, so, we're trying to. So I'm half Rwandese, so ah. <laughs> but I'm Kenyan. I was born and raised in this, but I, I've got that, I've got background there. But yeah. uh, so I, I can kind of maybe even talk about this a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from, you know. Anyway, so. Difficult culturally speaking. Yes. To move. Culturally speaking, correct. Correct. Okay. And but it's a much smaller market. It's a much smaller. So, now so why do you pick Rwanda? Why why Rwanda? We picked it precisely because it's small, so we can okay. try test it and fail very quickly yeah, if we need to, okay. and fix what we need to. Because we're not going to. We don't want to make mistakes on a big scale. Okay. Right. So like we looked at the markets and we said like we learn a lot by just learn doing it in this market. Right. Right. We have all the partners there that are relevant um, to help us push. Our products, so we felt like that's us more. Mm. You know, it will never be anywhere near. Even the revenue will generate will nothing near what we're generating in Nairobi alone. Yeah, but interesting. But you know, it's it's a good testing one for yeah, us. Yeah, it's a lab. Yeah? It's like a lab exactly. for expansion internationally. Exactly. So it's a te- and, it, and it's also a good story to tell. Mm-hmm. So it helps with our story. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps with our learnings. It helps our team get exposure to international. To international. Mm-hmm. So like then after that now our next step is to scale into different markets which we're definitely doing now. What is the next market you're bringing into? Well, we, 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 our, our mission here is our goal is to cover East Africa by end of next year. Okay. Yeah, Tanzania, so Uganda, Uganda uh, maybe Burundi, depending on how things go. Okay. Um, and then we also have ambitions for Zambia. Okay. After that. Okay. So. Right. And then so this is more about your retail play. Retail partner play? Correct, correct, correct. And also, I mean, but they, they remember that they come together. So we have two customers. Mm. We have uh, one of our customers is the consumer, the guy who actually makes the purchase. Right. And then the retailer. 
Okay. Yeah. So it's 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 uh, it's a mix of the two. So they're, they're sorry, not a mix. They're both integral. Right. And yeah. then on top of that, you said even mortgage, right? So you lay on top of that. Other, keep going. Yeah. Keep right. going. So you will have horizontal play with your core, mm-hmm. which is your retail. Kind of. Yes. I guess. Yeah. yeah. And then you build a really top. Yeah. So this is a long-term... Long-term game. It's okay. a very long-term game. Okay, what, where, where do you see this becoming? What, what do you think this is becoming? We're building what a, is a Pan-African business, and Pan-African it doesn't mean that it's not international, out of Africa. Mm. Okay? Mm. So I say that very specifically, because as, as Africans, you know, we will probably look at building, we first think in our country, mm-hmm. uh, so many Kenyans don't even want to move outside Kenya to build business. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to build it here. So I think, like, first, Pan-African. Mm-hmm. And if there is an opportunity, there's no reason why we cannot build a global business, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. there's no reason why that, that thing should stop us from, from, from generating revenue in Philippines, Malaysia, right, um, Switzerland, mm-hmm. if, if the opportunities present themselves. Mm-hmm. So that's our mission. But our first goal, so in terms of if we break that down, it's regional first, mm-hmm. uh, Pan-African second, mm-hmm. and then global third. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. All right. So as we, as we round up here, man, just kind of like... Uh, some things, some takeaways that uh, folks listening to this can, can can absorb. What are what are some of uh, your biggest risks? Um, just as an entrepreneur, I'm, I'm talking this at the highest level. Everything from you know uh, things that you can't predict, you know, things like maybe business partner issues that can come up. What what are some of the risks that entrepreneurs that you think you face as an yeah. entrepreneur? I think everybody's risks are different, of course. Like, for me, it's the biggest risk for me is the risk of, you know, it, it, it doesn't sound complicated, but the risk of disappointing people is okay. my biggest risk. That's your biggest fear. Fear, I okay. guess. Right. And it's also a risk. Right, 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 right. Right? Because you see, you know, you, you, that's one of the biggest And risks. how do you categorize people? Because there's different stakeholders. So, there. you know, it's, it's everybody now. In the, it's all the stakeholders. It's our investors. It's our partners. It's our employees. It's, it, I, I'm also a stakeholder. Right. Right? So, like... You know, that's one of the you know that that's a very mental, like emotional, like risk that right. that, that that could you know on me as the, as the leader. Right? So you feel this is this is very interesting right now, right? Because you've moved from survival mm-hmm. or lifestyle to what you would call it, maybe even uh, impact or something else beyond yourself. This transcends you now. Absolutely, it's not. It's not about a matter of you know, like the uh, you know, we have lives. We have we have we have lives that we sustain. Of course, you know, yeah. like yeah. you know, there's a yeah. lot of things that are on the table. Now. Yeah. It's not just about we can't just I can't wake up tomorrow and say I'm tired. I'm done, man. I can't say that. Like you know, there's a lot of things there. So it's, it's that, that's one of my big. So the biggest risk is that what what would that do to me, right? As a as a, as, a, as the leader of this of, of this organization, you know, this organization, what what would like. That's one, like no, and I think that is typically not said, right? But it's a, it's a huge one. Right? Right, it's right. it's huge. Like right. if 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 something if, if if something happens, how many lives are affected? It's only at the top, right? Yeah, <laughs> many lives are going to be affected. So that's one. And other than that, the other the, another another big risk that I think a lot of you know companies in my position may face is is you know not not growing fast enough, right? I know that's very controversial. I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, it may be controversial depending on who you're talking to, Fair. but a startup equals growth. Yeah. Right? That dude, Paul Graham, wrote about that and mm-hmm. it's speed and ex- of execution. So, why do you think it's controversial? It's controversial because a lot of people say that there's a risk in going too fast, which there is. 
right? Hmm. But people say that you should, and I've heard this from, especially a lot of, as well as a lot of local entrepreneurs here. You know, it's it's um we it's a lot, you know just you know just grow slowly, stuff like that. Like there's no need of pushing so hard. I think that's a big risk that you face. Not pushing. Not hard. pushing too hard, right? Like not not really like you know the the word in the valley is the blitz kill, right? Exactly. Like. You're not doing that. I think that's a big risk, yeah. And I think that we're not doing it enough. Yeah. Mm. So we're we're not there yet. Like, mm. You know, we need like maybe maybe in two years. I, I hope I'll have a different statement right. comment on that. Right. But I think like that's the biggest risk. It's a it's a massive risk right? of not moving fast enough. Right. Because all the work you'll end you'd have done for all that time you're moving slowly will be wiped away in three months. That's true. Yeah. What you can have moved slowly for four years is. Building slowly, and all of a sudden, competitor finishes you in change of conditions. Yeah, exactly. Change of government finished. Like, uh, there's so many things that could happen if you just move too slowly. Right. But if you move fast, you actually cover more ground potentially. Mm. Right. Like you have more. I mean, you get farther faster. Right. Plus, I think there's something about moving fast that you know you learn faster Mm. and you get farther ahead. Right, you then get, your competition. Absolutely, you get right. you get better at things faster. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's dope. Um, lessons learned or any tips that you'd give to folks who are thinking about getting into the entrepreneurship game or who are in it already. Mm. You know, what are the things that you think you tell a local founder? Right. What yeah. what coaching tips would you tell them? That mindset thing, maybe. How should they? You know, what are some of the things? Anything yeah. you think? I, I, especially like I'll direct it mainly at local founders. Like I think. It's a very big difference between our local founders and international founders. Totally, I don't think we go through the same things. Right. Um, for a local founder, I, I mean, I think the, what my, my my quick one would just be, um, I think we need to focus on on not what is going wrong, but on what we can do to make the next step better. Right. Okay. So what I mean by that is that you know when we when we set up when we all start our business, so many so many things that are going. Wrong or not even going, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know they're not even yeah. going. But like I, the way I look at it, it's like I, I would always advise people to look at if there's five things that we need to do, and even if the fifth one depends on number one, we can make some progress on number four and five mm. as we struggle with number one. Right. right? There's something that we that can be done, and I think that's what I would encourage people. So it's a glass half full. What what is that? What, how do you define that thinking? Is it a worrisome? What is the thing? It, it, it's inevitable to be worried, right? right? And and it's also Naive to think that we can convince ourselves to be positive. Right? Right. That's not going to happen. It's right. not going to happen. Like, we're, we're the leaders of the organization. Right. All the stresses on us, whether you like them. Right. right? That's right. The, you know, and we all go through our things like that. But I'm saying, if we are saying like step one is super difficult, but step two, three, and four, and five, and you're not going to do any sub two, three, four, and five until you're done with number one, right. then you're going to fail. Got it. Right. So I'm saying, like, let's let's look at the rest. Let's see what can be done. There. Just do something. Let's do something. Keep moving forward. Keep moving. Exactly. That's the that's the one. Right. Let's let's keep moving forward. Okay. Like, don't stop here and say like, too hard. Deer in the headlights. You know exactly. You know, like, let's yeah. keep going. Right. Let's 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 work on the other things. And like, you know, this thing for real as locals, the first thing we always do is look for cash. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, we start looking for money, uh-huh. then we get. Um, we get what rejected, we get, rejected. We get disappointed. Oh, it's not working. Oh, white guys are getting cash. I'm not getting cash. Yeah. Like that nonsense. We just need to kill it. Kill it. <laughs> <laughs> we just need to kill. Like there's so many things that we can do. Like and not all business. Like 
a lot of businesses are driven by cash. You know, like right. some people, your business can be driven by just poor share goods. Right. right. But you know, there's, it's, it's you're right. But two things can be true at the same time. And one of the things Silicon Valley is dealing with right now is this diversity and inclusion thing. Like you've heard it as a massive scale. We yeah. talk about it a lot, right? Yeah. And structurally speaking, it's a fact that it's easier for them to raise money, expert founders, right? right. And there's a study that's been done all over the place and saying these guys can, it's easier for them to get grant funding twice as easy. I mean, it's just a fact. But at the end of the day, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. That's the question, right? We can talk, but we got to be moving. But it doesn't mean that, because when you don't talk about stuff, you know, people stop being even careful or even stop being like uh, paying attention or stop being trying to change, right? So you got to talk and highlight it, but that is not where it should stop. Because yeah. at the end of the day, um, you know, you got to shine a light where there's some stuff not, not working because people continue doing the same thing. But I, I completely agree with you. You've mm-hmm. got to stay on the execution yep. and you got to stay on, 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 on this problem solving side. At yeah. The end of the day. And I think just like to disclose on that, because like, I think it, it is very controversial, like the whole, um, you know, expat founders, whatever, they are generating more um, capital. capital and mm-hmm. stuff and the numbers that you've just said. Yeah. However, as I as I said, like those are facts. Of it, sorry, as you've said, those are facts. That's a reality. That's a reality. So are we going to sit here and cry? No. Like, are we, what, what are we? Going what to are we going to do? Exactly. So, like, you know, we can't. We can. We can bring it to people's attention, and and and, and I think it should be brought to people's attention, one hundred percent. But at the same time, you can't just sit sit on your ass and say <laughs> and like, complain. I'm, you know, I'm not. I'm not doing this. Blah blah blah. Right? Because like, there are some people who like. You know, I'm sure there's some hedge fund in the U.S. that's investing in China and they can't speak the same language, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the same thing here. So I know, like, a lot of the challenges is that we face is, as locals is that the money is not our money, right? So you can't, you're telling the story to a foreigner, right? Yeah? right. So you don't know how to tell that story. You right. don't know, you don't know how to do that. So fine, learn how to tell that story. Yeah. yeah. You know? Get good. Get good at it. Right? Get done. Exactly. <laughs> and like, I've learned a lot. Uh, it, so it you raised, you actually raised. I remember last time we spoke, you raised money in, the, in Silicon Valley, right? Uh, in, in from the states, I wouldn't right. say from the valley. Okay, yeah. so from the states, yeah. yeah. Okay, and you actually went out there, told the story, and and got commitment. And, and, and got commitment, got in the money, and you know we'll, we'll announce things very soon. But like we're bought in the money, right? Uh, but it's been painstaking, right? But it's, and, but looking at it in hindsight now, you know. The reason that it was hard is because I had a different mindset. And this is me who went to school in the States. Wait a minute. It was hard because you had a different mindset? What do you mean? I was, uh, the, the way these guys wanted things packaged was not the way I packaged it. Okay. Okay? Okay. So like, there were some lessons to be there learned. There were a lot of lessons to be learned. Okay. Right? And like after, after was, you know, like after the whole process is done, like I'll be glad to sit down with, with the investor, like the, our investors who, who have seen me grow through that journey. Right? It's like, look, you know, and we have to just keep on, you know, like, look, you didn't like this. What about if you did it this way? What about that? Or, you know, you didn't like that. You know, there's so many things. But when I look at it, you know, I, I would say, like, there was, there was just so much things I should I could have done better to have finished it faster, you know? Now, that's on the other side of me saying, let's move forward. But parallel to that, it's like, yes, there is a problem. Yeah, there is a problem in the ecosystem like that. And that's mainly because our, it's all our money. Right? It's not even the investors' money. They say that 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 uh, uh, without regard anyway. But on the same side, they're not asking you to 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 you know 
to build a borehole. They're not asking you to, you know, they're not asking you to run in the sky. They don't walk on water. They don't ask me that, right? But communicate effectively. Exactly. Bring a value proposition that makes sense. And so that makes sense. Let's Put together a, 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 something I can get excited yeah. about, or I can believe in, exactly. or at least you know, meet me halfway, right? right? So let's work on that. Let's work on that. Right. 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 Uh, as 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 local farmers, and let's not go into conversation saying that I'm not going to get the money because yeah, my yeah. name is not Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's I think that's I think we should also we have to remember that if we if we keep pushing that rhetoric, we're the ones who suffer. We're the ones who we're the ones who suffer. Yeah. We're the ones who suffer. Hey listen man, we I can't wait to have you for part two, right? Maybe a year from now or yeah. whatever. Um but you have so much I, I think I think you basically are emblematic of the possibilities that are here. Somebody like because Jesus Christ, you started your business right out of college, ostensibly, right? Yeah. And you have, look what you have accomplished. You've raised money locally, 5M dollars, which is how much? 500 million yeah. shillings? Yeah. And then you've raised money internationally, north of way more than that, right? Mm-hmm. And, dude, you're not even 30 yet, right? Yeah. Uh, by the way, don't get under 30 and the 30 bandwagon thing, because that's how people lose their... Shit. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you the truth. Let me t- yeah, let me just put it out here. Every single person you see who gets all those things, yeah, they go by. Ooh, all of a sudden, man, they're celebrities. Yeah, and they forget. Wait a minute, man. There's work to be done. <laughs> this is, this is yeah. and that's just a magazine, bro. <laughs> no, I hear you. you I hear you. So I don't hear don't, you. don't get don't get lost over there, please. Yeah, yeah I think no, you're, I you're precious. It's a big risk. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. The limelight is a son of a gun. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, any any final parting shots you wanna you wanna say? Okay, let me ask you this: mm. Where do you think we're going? Vision 2030. What do you see? Number one, your company, but also most importantly, our ecosystem. What's possible? Yeah, I think our ecosystem is. I'll speak about the ecosystem, uh, because I think our ecosystem is growing, and in 2030 we will have a lot more people who have been through the entire cycle. Mm. Okay, right. and that's what a lot of us are missing. Is like you know what what not we don't have very many people. Um, that have been through the entire cycle, right. yeah. Right. You know, like now we can count them on our fingers, right? right? You know, like there's Ken, who's like one of my mentors, right. Right. but like, you know, there are very few we can count. You know, like one, two, three, four, okay. And they're doing their part to push the ecosystem, right. but there needs to be a hundred more people like that, yeah. right? Yeah. So I think in 2030, there's going to be a lot more people. Our, our environment is going to be a lot more welcoming. To, to founders, right. right, who are willing to start something that makes sense. Because there'll be examples of there'll the example. examples. There'll be stories that have been told. I think it's only a matter of time before we start having our own local funds, right, like coming on board, not run by a local. I mean, the, the capital is local, mm. right? The capital is local. The capital is local. That's going to happen. Yeah, for sure. I think that's going to happen. Soon, right. And right? that's one of our goals. Right? Exactly. And, that, and we need to do that because then now, once you, once you have so many locals backing you, Right, things Yo. things change. Yeah. Right, things change a lot. Yeah. So I think that's where that's where we're going right. Um, right. in in in, uh, in twenty thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's where our ecosystem. You think we'll be able to have? And I hate to use this word, but it's kind of been defined. You think we'll be able to have a unicorn by twenty thirty from from this ecosystem? By twenty thirty, a hundred percent from the East African Kenyan yeah. ecosystem. Yeah, hundred percent. I even think twenty thirty might be four. Okay. Right. I think you're gunning for that. I think. I think. I think we're, <laughs> Let's do we're, it. <laughs> we're in the race. You know. I think we're gonna be there. Uh, I don't want to preempt anything, but like, I think. I think there's gonna be a couple. I think yeah. it's not going to be one. Yeah. Like two, three, four. Like I think that people are building interesting things, interesting, crazy businesses. Sure, like, and then we, as and, and and a billion dollars is not that much. No, like, we'll get that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. We'll I guess from evaluations, from evaluations. 
that. You get that. You get that. Yeah. You get that. Because at the end of the day, it's yeah. Anyway, look, mm-hmm. this is so dope. Um, and uh, thank you so much for taking the time to come through. Thank you for having me. This yeah. is fantastic talking. We'll definitely have you back next time. Yeah. Awesome, dude. Cheers. Cheers.